Shake. Hello, hello. Sheik NYC coming to you live from El Cortil in Little Italy, <laughs> USA. <laughs> is it an Epcot of sorts? It's an absolute Epcot of sorts. This um, is Jake Cornell coming in live. Hi. The new absolute hunk, as I've just been informed. <laughs> I'm absolutely offended that I fully booked you for a guest and did not know that you had been an absolute hunk. I was in, I, oh yeah, I, I am a formal absolute hunk in yeah. a very different sort of nothing like Smith Jared. I, don't, I wish I can't it compete. was. I wish it was more nudity, less. I'm very close. Um, it's almost a fraternity vibes in that. It's like, it's preppy as hell. Yeah, yeah my bro. It's fine. I'll take it. Um, my first choice yeah. in discussing the new series and just like that on HBO Max. A phenomenal show that you're about to hear us talk about, about the first two episodes. Talk about it. We recorded the podcast and then went out and had two espresso and martinis the, each. And, and here that's we why are. you're hearing us. So you're going to hear us more sober in just a moment. Honestly, I wish we would have done the whole thing here, despite no, the actually, horrible Christmas music playing in the background. But we are having a phenomenal time. The one thing we forgot to mention is that we both um, do desperately wish there was a full theme song to like, Just Like That. why? You had all of the time in the world to come up with a somewhat jazzy or whatever. They, I love that they bring jazz into the feeling of New York all the time, even though I don't associate jazz with New Same. York. That must be generational. Yeah, well, they also make like fun of jazz on the show, so they don't love it that yeah, much. Yeah, they don't love it, but, like, the, the that's a great point. They make fun of jazz guy, drag him to hell, yet make the entire theme song jazz. I've never felt it is that way, but even a narration, a catch-up, as is done in the films, Yeah, let us know where you're at. Let us know where you're living, who you're fucking, what's going on. We're dropped right in to the episode. Yeah. And as you're here, we struggled to find our footing, but I think we both did. So. We certainly did. And also, I wanted to bring up, which we forgot, the Chrysler Building Art in Big's apartment, which, under our discussion outside of the souvenir store when we were buying a lighter, <laughs> might actually be the most scary thing in the show. Yeah, as... I said, oh my God, how could they possibly put that in set design? And I saw your face and I was like... You're right. Carrie would love it. It might be Carrie to be like, and then put a black and white IKEA print right <laughs> behind the eyes view from Urban Outfitters from, to Big's yes, Wall. Yes, exactly. A, a removable wallpaper of sorts of the goddamn Chrysler Building in the home. Maybe that's the most Carrie thing in the show. Potentially. It's horrifying and very real. Yeah. But I think those are the things we missed in the episode, but enjoy the rest of but us. But I think the rest of it, we, well, it's you pretty will comprehensive. be fully satiated yes. in the first two episodes of And Just Like That on HBO Max. Enjoy. Uh, finally, I, I have to say, it had, since the moment I pressed play, I was like, I need to talk to Jake right now. I, I can't wait another second. I respected that you were going to a watch party. And honestly, part of me wishes I did go to a watch party because it was literally like I woke up at like 9 a.m. And I was I like, I have to watch right now. I have to watch right now. And I'm glad that I did sit alone in a bathrobe in my bed and watch it. Either, you know, we all had to do it for all the emotions. Mind. But I feel like watch party was the way to do it, although it did leave me a full 12 hours of lag time. And, and it left me a full... Well, also, so it left me a full day, like a, it, like an 8 to 10 hour period where I was like, the spoilers are out there and I'm afraid. That's and what also, I was worried for you. Well, because I almost just texted you. Cause I, well, obviously, we'll get into it. But for me to not text you and just like that big died was fully the, uh, every mystery that I, mean, I had in me. What, what, what's insane is we wake up in the morning and Nate immediately is like, I want to read the reviews. And then he just goes, okay, I read all the spoilers. And I'm is like, it what you? Are your- who is it in our friend group who does that? Is it Nate? Because I was like, is Jake the one who reads all of the spoilers? I, I don't read... Mark. Okay. Yes. I don't, Nate was like, Nate was like, I didn't, ne- he was like, I didn't necessarily mean to read the spoilers, but I don't mind that I read the spoilers. And I was like, mm-mm, we can't talk mm-mm. the rest of the day. And he was like, do you want me to, he kept on all day being like, do you want me to just tell you? And I was like, shut the fuck up. Uh, like, no. I would have been like, uh, we're ending and, it. And I, and thank God he didn't because the thing was, I could not have seen it coming last. I had no idea. I missed that <laughs> well, rumor. Like, I missed okay. that theory. I love that. And part of the reason that I truly 
did want you to be the first guest on the podcast for many reasons. You just did the full watch. Through. Yes. And there's so few people who have seen none of Sex in the City until like adult age. Yes. So I, take me back in your opinions. And when did you start? I started watching. So, okay. So the context is that I had resented sex, resented sex in the city for maybe seven years because okay. I worked in brunch restaurants and like okay. I had been subjected for years to the worst aspect of the, the sex in the city fandom, which I thought was the monolith of the fandom. I thought sure. it was like, and I thought it was all about like, Rich girls in New York living the, like, delusional, really fucked up version of New York where you're not actually, like, a New Yorker, but you think you're a New Yorker. Fair, which fair. is not, which there are fa- there are fans of New York who, that's how, or there's there are fans of Sex and the City who that is how they live in New York, I think. And right. it's But I actually think that is antithetical to the show's messaging in a lot of ways. I did not understand, I, I did not know how self-aware the show was. Right. And how the show presents for really flawed characters unapologetically and knows they're flawed. You know what I mean? Right. It's not necessarily... It's kind of... It's it's very girls in that way yes. where everyone's like, oh, we take this seriously. We want to be Carrie Bradshaw. And it's like, no, no one wants to be Carrie Bradshaw. If someone yes. said, you remind me of Carrie Bradshaw, which people have done, I'm kind of like, ouch, and rude. Yeah. And... That means that I love her. Right. But, and it's like... <laughs> and it's... So the thing was, and I had watched the pilot maybe... I had given it because people were always like, you really need to watch it. And I was like, mm, sure, I'm down. And I would watch the pilot and I would, I think I was like, I would watch the pilot and be like, this is very strange. And well, people. Well, the pilot would, is so drastic. It's, it's so drastically different. And so finally, it was like, um, it was like Fire Island. We had just done the Fire Island trip and mm-hmm. David had said to me, because I now do a podcast about New York nightlife and New York restaurant culture. Yes, David was like, look, like if you're gonna if you're getting paid to do this podcast about this, I think, like, for just, like, research context, you do kind of have to have watched it. And I was like, that's fair. And then I just sat down and, like, did it. And it was... Like, I immediately fell in love. And I crushed... I probably, like, six weeks to two months ago watched... I watched, like, the entire series in probably, like, three weeks. Amazing. And loved it. True, like, truly, like, profoundly loved, loved it. it. Good. Um, in, like, a deep way. Fell in love with it. Fell in love with the characters. Cried. Laughed. Really When you watch it. it chronologically, it, it does that to you. I feel like a lot of people watch it, you know, on E! and whatever. And it's just like, no. You, you gotta yes. watch it straight through. And it is flawed, of course. It's like, yes. we don't even have to say that. But it's like, yeah, of course it is. And But it, it's flawed... It's flawed because it, it's flawed in a way that I think is of the time and also because they weren't trying to make a show that was, like, perfect. They weren't trying to make a show that was, like, Which really I palatable. Think is the issue with the new one. I think they are trying to make a show that doesn't piss people off and whatever, which we will get into. One thing I want to talk about with you, which you made me aware of, there is no, and we haven't seen this in the new one either, no service industry presence throughout the entire series. The yeah. fact, like, one of the main devices of the show is obviously the chat and cheer. We almost always, in every episode, have at least two scenes of them sitting, sitting eating, in- talking. Yes. Not a server in sight. Rarely S- even see them eating, which is kind of bizarre. Yes. It's just, like, a really weird... And I really paid attention to that when I was watching it through. And there's maybe, like, in the in the six seasons, there's maybe five scenes where you see them, like, actually order with the waitress. Or, like, <laughs> speak to a server. <laughs> And, like, and also one of them so funny is, like, there's one moment where Carrie's eating alone outside. I think it's the Blue Water Grill in Union Square. And uh-huh. a server is, like, like, a server comes over and they show him in full shot. And he, he's, like, your check, miss. And it's Matthew Morrison from Glee. And that's yes! his only line. And it's, like, <laughs> this is the one server. It was, like, so funny. But, yeah, that was a big thing. And I think it was an interesting observation for sure. Yeah. It's, it's really something. Okay, well, let's get into it. Yeah. I was, like... As the show started, when the music kicks up, I was like, I'm in it. Yes. I was ready. I was like, yes, bitch. When the first line was about COVID. That was really tough. I was like, oh no. I'm not going to like any of it. I'm not going to like a second of it. I don't know why exactly I have this absolute abhorrent feeling. Anytime, I'm, I think like I don't need fictional characters to live in my world. I don't that, need them in wait, my I same realm. I said the exact same thing where I was like, if... I really think the move would have been just don't acknowledge it. Don't acknowledge it. Because I don't think it's like you're not a show about relatability. Do you know what I said said to Nate? I was like 
they should have handled COVID the way they handled 9-11. They never talked about 9-11 on the show, but Just they did, they touched on like... someone in a mask at some point. But they, they talked, like when I watched, I, I remember watching the episode that was like the first episode after 9-11 and you can tell that there's like an extra care done in that episode to like kind of yes. talk about the love in New York and have a little more pathos and it's like, yeah. have a moment like that, but to have like the, the to like kind of like, there's no good way to address it in a comedy that's not going to feel bizarre and maybe off color. Yeah. I, I just, like, and just like, I don't think we needed it. I don't think so either. So I'm just going to close this door. And they, like to do it in the most like senior citizen way that you could imagine. Like, oh, are we supposed to bump elbows? Like, oh, remember when you had to stand six feet apart? Like, I was just like, don't be that. And I feel like that's a tone that really continued through it where it's just like, <laughs> we're old. Yeah. We're so old. And like, I don't think that these people are actually, or like, the characters that we knew would be this out of touch as they have made it in the show. So, okay, so that's where I actually maybe, so that's, like, where I'm really at in my, like, analysis of it, and I don't, like, I think people are having very intense reactions to specifically Miranda on the show, and, like, the yeah. whole, like, the whole, like, the scene with the professor with, like, the, the woke spiel and her right. kind of, like, doing this whole woke thing, and I actually was, like, I think that is who Miranda would have become. Really? Okay. I do. Because, like, I don't think, like, Miranda's whole kind of thing on the show was, like, I'm a woman in corporate America. I'm the bottom of the privilege ladder. Like, there's no, mm. you know what I mean? I'm rough and tough because, like, I have to fight my way to the top. And I think that is actually at the root of a lot of, I mean, like, a lot of problematic views in today, especially in the older generation, I think come from them not having lived a huge amount of their life unaware of their privileges. And so they're right. not, they're not like ready to like take them on as adults. And I think Miranda is trying to take them on now. And like, I think she's, she's fucking up at it. So I was like, right. this is horrible to watch, like in terms of how uncomfortable it is, but I don't know that it's like actually unrealistic, unrealistic. And I'm like, and it is setting up, it, it was kind of funny, uncomfortable, you know what I mean? And yeah. it didn't feel, it felt to me, it, it's like a, I think people are perceiving it as the show trying to virtue signal, and I think it's the character trying to virtue signal, and they're writing about how people, a woman, like a white woman in her 50s would do that, you know what I mean? Because there is this performative aspect to her being like, I quit my corporate lawyer job after I made $10 million, you know what I mean? Exactly, and And we saw that in the new apartment, all of a sudden she has a closet, and we're like, okay. Yeah, and so it's like, and I think that those, I'm, maybe I'm just trying to watch it with a, um, I'm giving a lot of grace to the writers and I'm like, sure. let, let's think maybe a lot, of, a lot of this is intentional. Um, you know? And right. so I was like, I don't, I'm, I think I'm going to give the show more space to explore that plot line before I decide where I think it lands in terms of like, is this like virtue signaling and bad on the show's part? Or is this like the plot line they're writing for Miranda? Right. The alcohol stuff with Miranda is, is where hilarious. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on here? Chablis. Who and, was like, what's a, an insane wine? Chablis. Like, and also the fact that, that it's like that it's like to tie back to like the the service industry things and it's like two times of her being rude to like walking into a bar and then being like hey sorry we're closed and her being like then I will I sit, sit here to open it's like and that's where I'm like okay that is that character who doesn't know about that I guess what I thought for Miranda is I'm like okay she's always been like the voice of quote unquote feminism in it granted now there's another wave there's whatever but like for her to be that clueless is well, maybe also that's but why that they're is bringing second in wave COVID. feminism. That yeah. is second wave fe- feminism. Is it's very white. It can be very turfy. Of you course, know what I mean? So it's of like, of course. But I'm like, is it that bad? Like that's when I thought I was like, okay, they're being like almost gratuitous with her. Like totally. I mean, it's like hard because I think it's like I think they, I think it's kind of like, which like Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis, I think both said like in their Colbert interview, like they wanted to kind of have this show, like Kristen Davis says, like a big reason they wanted to do this season. And this show was to kind of like right some of the wrongs of the original, how white it That's was. That's what was rubbing me the wrong way. That's a nail on the head where I was just like, don't attempt to right every wrong in the first like five minutes of the show. Yeah. Like, that's like, I was just like, play the long game with this because yes, it's they should too play the, it, cringy. It could have been done her. a little more subtle. Oh my God. It's like literally, and just like that, Big Died, and just like that, we have black friends, and just like that, like we're, like I was just like, it's too much. Too much entirely, which, like, brings up... I want to get into the whole first lunch scene because the French fry thing to me was the most bonkers thing in the world. When she just, like... 
what it like I get it they want some sort of like meeting ground of like this new friend and them but like to walk into a lunch and be like who ordered the french fries that to me is an attack that's an insane like start of a conversation and then just like relatability of like oh are they greasy yeah I was just like who like this yeah. seems like aliens writing for people the first episode so obviously there were two episodes dropped last night so we watched episode one and episode two episode one was like kind of hit was like a smack like it happened it was so much all at once and I was like this is a lot like these choices <laughs> are intense the lunch scene at Untitled followed by the first carry at the podcast scene I said out loud to the room I was like hey guys for anyone who doesn't know this is what being on shrooms feels like yes like, it I'm, very I feel much. like I del- am on a hallucination yeah, I'm like disassociating a little bit like where I'm like watching this like I don't really know what this is and it was like I think they were kind of like it was like this swirling dervish of like tones and figuring out like what do these characters look like in their 50s not not like visually like what do their like behaviors and mentalities right. look like and it's like um and fair I agree. Yeah. Give them space to get their sea legs and, like, figure out who these people are. I just found it so funny to, like, like how adjusting to Instagram and blah, blah, blah. And I guess, like, that is who those women are. Like, Carrie having a flip phone through the second movie. Like, all of these things. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, you're right. Like, they have been whatever. When they had that one, like, costumed gay parade through... A, yes. an entire like seated people in suits like that was the funniest thing ever to me like oh, i gotta get him can you yeah. imagine being an extra that day and like everyone's in business clothes and then there's like one that's wearing a lampshade that's wearing a lampshade hat it was so that and she's like i have to get Amazing. my instagram it was so funny and it's like and that's also the other thing is like that world of like wealthy 55 year olds in in manhattan like okay. you and i aren't really of that world so for me i was like I was like, I wonder how, it's hard for me to judge how off kilter this show is because right. people in that world are out of touch with reality. So like, is this authentic to what that demographic is like? Right. But I'm almost like, bring me into that full speed and don't try to like touch base with like, you know, yeah, what seems cool I mean, or whatever. Is... I'm like, do like go full camp and make it like, these are our ridiculous like outlandish. Yes, yeah, like out of that. touch, bullshitty lives. Like I would rather, I'd rather see Miranda get fully like in trouble and canceled than like make these like blundering mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Or like, just yeah, I, and I think that that is interesting. Like, I agree with what you're saying. I think like, because I think the show is like, I, you could argue like what you're saying. It's like, we, the audience is coming in loving these characters enough that we could start with them really fucking up yeah. and then watch and then them grow. learn and then grow. And it would be like maybe a little more believable than watching them halfway through already trying to learn. And you're like, right. where are we? So like maybe it, that could have been an interesting approach for sure. Yeah. And like, I don't know, to start them off like in Rockefeller Center in Midtown, like, okay, like yeah. we're obviously, we are not in the the young world like so it's just like kind of I, I guess I just want to be pulled into that 100%. and like show me what this culture is actually doing right now which maybe this is accurate maybe but maybe. like yeah wait okay know. so here's what I'm curious about for you because like I, I want to talk about this as well as like what were you expecting going mm-hmm. in and then how did that influence like what happened well I had heard a lot of like rumors of things about this, like, third movie and blah, blah, blah. So this is, like, years in the past. And I really did try to, like, forget all of that. I had heard that there was a script where, like, Big died. One where Samantha died. Where, like, you so know... I had heard things. truly none of that. That's I went cool. in thinking... I went in thinking that I was, like... The big spoiler I had heard was that Big and Carrie are getting divorced this right. season. And that it's a lot about Carrie dealing with divorce. And that was what I was prepared for. I had also heard the spoiler that pr- the rumor that turned out to be true that the reason Samantha stopped talking to them was because Carrie had to drop her as her silent or her publicist. Which to me, like the whole show should be focused around that. I get that you can't do too much about that without having the actress there, but I think I like, know. and I'm sure that more will come in the seasons. But I was just like, I don't know. I almost wanted a little bit more of a tease into like you know, 15 minutes in and we're like, we still haven't mentioned Samantha or something like that. Like to just like <sighs> that being get said, rid of the yeah. elephant. I'm like that. I expected a little bit more suspense. Yeah, I did too. I did too. And I did think the, I did think the flowers move was <sighs> nice and it did make me really, really me. cry. Yes. Really? I okay. Cried. Okay. I cried. I cried. Let's then. talk about, let's actually talk about the moment when we cried. Yeah. Okay, cool. So 
The piano started first playing. First of all, first of all, let's just start. I don't know if this is was, but first of all, my my levels of involvement in this world, I will say, have been you know I've been willing, but I've been pulled into this because of that job and because of just like all of it. Yeah. So there's been this like long winded uh, conspiracy theory about Lily having ruined Carrie's life when she had that cupcake purse in the first movie, and she takes Carrie's cell phone and puts the cell phone in her cupcake purse. Big is calling her, trying to talk to her before the wedding, can't get a hold of her because Lily took the phone. Oh. Therefore destroying Carrie's life in the first film. I don't know how, like, mainstream this is or not, but, like... No, wait, I find it fascinating. Okay, yeah, it's pretty funny. So, to pull out Lily again, and to me, this is always, like, okay, don't change your plans. Don't change the plans for your friend. I know it's very Virgo, but I'm, like, you're going... The, the difference between leaving Wednesday and Friday, A, is huge. Enormous. And the fact that it was Lily the entire time just really set it up for me. So, Lily starts playing. To me, the length of the scene is absurd. Even the length that they had that little boy fucking up for so long was like excruciatingly long. I was just like, I still didn't see it coming. And then it was like, we're sitting there. You know what I did see it coming is when they put her in those fucking shoes. See it. I was blind. She doesn't kiss him goodbye. The last thing she says is like, yeah, tell that whore that I saw or something like that. Like, I was just like, oh my God, they're building it up for her to be like, the last thing I said to him was. Wow. I was totally in the dark. That's when I saw it. And then I was just like, no, are they going to do it first episode? So I thought, so here's where I'm at. They start, I'm like, I'm assuming they're the going to get divorced. Swells. So the piano says, he's on the bike, he's looking at that hot, the hot the, Peloton the tits, yeah. I'm like, it's going to be revealed that he's fucking, fucking her. her. I was like, I, like I really thought that Big, it was going to be revealed that Big is having another affair. So then, but then like the piano really starts to swell and, and Big's really breathing heavy. And <laughs> someone long. at the viewing party goes, uh oh. And I was like, no. And I was like, and then everyone's like, and then Cal goes, you know, that's a rumor, right? And I was like, no. no. Cal's my friend. <laughs> Cal's my friend. And, I, and everyone's like gripping. And then Nate, who's read the spoilers, is like hiding in the corner of the couch because he knows he can't say anything. He doesn't want to spoil anything. <laughs> and I'm like, we're all sitting there. And here's the thing. So I had said, so for the first like 10 minutes of the show, the first episode, we were all kind of watching it. And like, I, there was something that was like felt really off. And then Nate said... I can't believe they're not doing Carrie with a... They're not having... The, sh- mm, the show doesn't have Carrie's yeah. voiceover. And yeah. it was, like, one of those things that's, like, oh, yeah, that's what's missing that makes me feel crazy is totally. we're not giving the Carrie voiceover. And someone was, like... And then, like, 15, 20 minutes in, I think it was Cal again, was, like, I'm really sad they decided not to do a voiceover for this show. And I turned and I said, I'm actually holding out hope that what's going to happen... Because, like, the whole thing was Carrie feel... Like, the that she first episode, Carrie lost. feels really lost and stuff. Yeah. I was, like... I think at the end of this episode, something's going to happen where Carrie drops into herself a little bit and she's going to find her voice again and the voiceover is finally going to come back. So then, to have it be... That is amazing. And then Big Dot... And then Big's... Because the thing is, she gets home, he's not dead. And so then I'm like, okay, there's no way he's dying. Like, it's just going to be like it was a scare and that's like the thing. And maybe that's what catalyzes um, him to leave her or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it goes and just like that... Big died. died. I'm not joking. I Everyone in the room screamed, and I stood up and just started walking around. Yeah. I could not believe, I could not believe that that was how the voiceover came back. I that know. Big died. It was I all, know. it was well, one of, I it'll be a memory I remember for the rest of, of my life. life. Same, The same. shoes wet in the shower, uh-huh. genius. I know, that was really good. I, like, I was crying. I was full crying, like, as soon as I knew that it was, like, actually gonna happen, when she looks at him and whatever, I'm tears and streaming. Says, I was like, no! Like, I was really in it. And then, this is why I will never quit this show. The laughter that consumed me when she said, and just like that big died. <laughs> Uncontainable. I was like, my roommate thinks I'm insane. Like, I was fully laughing out loud, tears streaming. That is the most hilarious choice they ever but could have made. It's like genius, it is genius in a way. It's so genius. But I'm like, like, that's the note. Like, follow that instinct. Yeah. Because that was Michael Patrick King, I'm sure. Darren Star, I don't think is involved. And I think that might be part of the tone that's missing. I think this show has been a torture device for straight women this entire time. Like, we have to always remember the underlying tone. This is a show written by cunty gay men. Yeah. About these caricatures (laughs) of what they think women are. There are women in the writer's room, obviously. But, like, that is the tone. Yes. And I love that. And it does feel... That, like, every frustration that these men have felt about, like, straight women in gay bars, bachelorette parties in Fire Island is, like, channeled into putting Carrie through these horrible experiences. Yeah. And, like, just to have that line and just, like, that big died in her own voice to end end of episode. Like, I mean, I was really, I was, kidding? like, shaking. I could not believe this. I was, like, 
I mean, I haven't, it felt like it, that to me is on the level of like seeing the Janet Jackson nip slip. Like yeah, that's how iconic yeah, yeah, yeah. of a moment it felt like to me where I was like, it's big. I'll remember forever that this is where I was in this moment when this happened. I didn't see it coming. I'm shocked to my core. I almost wanted to like ask you if we could record literally right after you watched it. Cause it's I like, I knew. Well, then I was feelings. pissed at Nate where I was like, Nate. You should have been recording when it happened. I mean, you should have true. set up a phone camera. That's like, true. And it's not to like post online just so like we would have that memory forever. Of, like right. you could have, because like no one else in the room knew and everyone was crying and screaming <laughs> and like so laughing and just like losing our minds. Yeah. And the way David did the party was he had cooked dinner and he put everything in the oven and then we watched the first episode and then it was like big okay, dive day dinner. <laughs> And we're all eating dinner. Also, I, of course, made Cosmos. So we're all, like, two Cosmos deep. Right. And we're all just like, what's what? happening? Oh like, oh it was just, like, so crazy. So then the second episode... Well, first I want to talk oh, yeah, about... It's... Okay, a couple more things. Uh, the the jerk-off scene. Oh, my God. That was... I was horny. Like, for a moment, I was horny. And this is another note of Carrie, which obviously is expressed in the podcast as well, is that, like... And I think it was, okay, in my old Sex and City podcast, Sudi Green said this, most genius thing in the world. I don't buy Sarah Jessica Parker as a sexual person. Absolutely no truer statement has been made. I don't really see her actually fucking. There's a couple scenes with Big that get hot, but like generally I'm like, I don't buy it. And that was what I was seeing, like... Big starting to jerk off. I was like, oh my God, yes, this is going to be hot. And then her being, pretend I'm not here. Then I'm like, okay, gone, ruined. Thanks so much. Thank you. Like, it's just like, that is classic her. I think like, if you are going to make a bold show about people, like women in their 50s, which thank God you are, I appreciate it. Make them fuck. Don't make us watch Brady or whoever. Yeah, like, do that- not give us like what you think people are okay with seeing. Like, I want to see some nasty shit from these characters that we have loved for a long time and accepted yes. them fucking, like, please. I liked it because, I liked that scene because I think that that's the sort of thing that, like, you, like, it was an uncomfortable and weird to watch, but, and I feel like maybe you'll get this as someone who's also been in a long-term relationship for a long time. It's like, mm-hmm. you get to a point where, like, something like that, when you're really comfortable with a partner, like, something like right. that wouldn't be as weird and uncomfortable for them oh, as no. it was to watch. I don't watch. think it was And I thought that was a kind of, like, an intimate, weird moment that, like... I love the concept. I loved... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, but, like... I just thought that was a missed opportunity for them to have, like, a hot, horny moment. Like... Yeah. You know what I mean? And but it does kind of... it At the same time, it does kind of... The whole episode is the ultimate blue ball because then he died. Like, she's never going totally. to again. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's like, there is a genius to that, but I agree mm. where I was like, that scene, I was like, oh, like, yeah, there was well, a Well, I was bit actually like, relieved what? by that scene after the very uncomfortable, like, record-playing dinner movie. Where it's like, for them, and it's always been this way in their relationship, like, they function in bits. Like, they are doing yeah, bits, bits all the time. And to me, like... Honestly, that's probably pretty accurate for a relationship that is based solely on fucking, pretty much. Like, they could not go to dinner on their first date without fucking. This is a sexually connected couple, and almost solely that. Like, it's sexual connection and avoidance that really, like, keeps them together. And that's why I wouldn't have hated, like, one final blow of him having an affair or something like that, or him, like, vanishing or something. Because, like, even though we've seen that before, I'm like... Do you, Is that how that ends? Do you want to hear a very interesting theory that my friend Stephen Ross has? I'm crediting Stephen Ross. Stephen, this is Stephen Hi, Ross's Stephen Ross. theory. Thank you. He thinks it is going to be revealed this season that Natasha has a kid, like a teenage oh, kid that I is Oh, I love Vince. that. I would and love that will be the final gut punch. Is I would that love that. there was a secret child. Yep, I would love that. And I actually really see that being possible. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I hope that is the case, because that's, like, so dishy. Because at least Big was, like, the thing was, also, I should caveat this, like, I'm, compared to the average Sex and the City fan population, Mm -hmm. I am much more pro-Big than most Sex and the City fans, I think. I am anti-Aiden, pro-Big, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think, I think that... Big is, like, obviously Big, like, he, there's the cheating and stuff, but Big is, like, so much of what is, so much of Sex and City is about, like, the damage of playing these games, Mm. of playing, like, 
the, like, Carrie's whole, like, all of Carrie's hangups of, of, like, how to flirt, how to play the long game, do this, do that, like, a lot of her articles and stuff, like, it's about, like, these, like, diagonal roundabout ways of communication that aren't direct, and Big, a lot of the time, is, like, really honest and direct, and I think that's... And she's like, what are you saying? Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing. That's the thing, and I think, like, I think that's what Big always had kind of represented is, like, face value, good sex, and, like, and, like, passion, and, like, he was emotionally distant, but wasn't... It wasn't misleading. And he wasn't a manipulator. Aiden is, like, the manipulator of the show. 1,000%. And it's, like, and I think that, like, for me as someone who, like, like, I think there's an emotional avoidance and emotional distance to being a manipulator where you're actually Mm -hmm. weaponizing love and weaponizing intimacy... Or, like, the the vote, like, saying I love you and saying I'm so into you and then using that to kind of manipulate someone to do what you want is, like, not actually, like, love and intimacy in a way. Right. And Big never does that. Big does, like... Big doesn't do that, but he also never lets her move on. I think that's where Big gets manipulative is when he comes back. Like, I mean, he yeah, will not... It's not like he's like, oh, you just reach out to me. Like, he comes for her. No, yeah, and that's, that's true. I mean, granted, there's no one on the show that's a perfect person. I just think that, like... I always liked Big. I don't think Big's like perfect in any way, but I, I like appreciated some things about Big. He was I never think. not honest. He was never not honest. I think that's, that's kind of what I. Yeah. He was not honest I mean, to, to Natasha. Like, he cheated on her, but like sure. But he was never not but honest to, to Carrie. Carrie, and that is what I think I really liked about him. And I don't know. I don't know, and maybe it's also because I think he's sexy. But like, think, he is hot. I mean, like. In that kitchen scene, like, I was kind of like, okay, she finally did get him, like, exactly where she wants him. Because if you think about, like, the, did you watch the movies or no? Uh, I, I watched, I've seen the first, first. one. Okay, times. that's fine. The second one, it's, like, their whole issue, which is it's a disaster of a film. But, like, he is, like, I think you should keep your second apartment. And I think, you know, and he's, like, kind of still, like, giving these avoidant tendencies in a way. But, like, also, he's being himself. Like, that's how he is. And this is, like, okay, she is locked him down like he is in it they are hamptons they are living married life yeah and so that's why i think it is like particularly devastating to have him die at this moment which i do like like that is part of it that like you know it is obviously notes of the first movie same music even where we've seen carrie in this devastated state before but like i don't know i kind of wish it was a little bit more Drawn out, but I know they wanted a moment for everyone to talk about it, and that device, obviously, obviously. Yeah, and it also, like, I don't know, and moving into the second, like, I loved... Going from the first to the second in, right into the funeral was great. And I loved, like, yeah, he wouldn't want to get at one of those cheap old people nurses. Like, I liked right. that stuff. Yeah. I, I did yeah. like that. I did, too. Uh, in general, the second episode felt a hundred miles closer to the original show than the I first. agree. I will say though, like, and maybe I think I was just enjoying the laughing at it, not with it. And there was less of that. I am just kind of like the Sarah Ramirez concept, like I totally get what they're doing and like Well, I don't need I'm like here's the thing. It's like obviously I love like <sighs> it's, a, I, it's a tough thing to like even Here's the thing. Around. I Love Cynthia Nixon's queer journey in her life. Like, we all know about it. It was yes. beautiful. I don't think, like... And maybe... I mean, I think I obviously going to have her fuck Sarah Ramirez. Right? Yes, and I, and don't, like, I don't... It's like, I'm yeah. like, but don't... Don't throw out the Cynthia... The Brady-Miranda relationship for the fact that, like, like Cynthia Nixon's a lesbian in real life. Like, right. I don't think that... There's almost, like, a homophobia to that, where it's like, now this person's such a visible lesbian in the real world, now her character has to, be. to be. Like, like yeah. And, like, maybe that... But and God that's for, I mean, when, who knows? In a dream world, like, it's an open relationship thing, and Brady's right. like, yeah, yeah fuck yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> like, Do I think that's what's going to happen? No. no. Is that what I would prefer? Yes. Is Brady, or is Steve, Steve the hottest person on the whole show, in my opinion? Yes. You love Steve? Right. Uh, I mean, I a Steve lot of people love Steve. So I think hot. Steve is actually the most emotionally manipulative person in the series. Really? Yes. Like, that is a person who just, like, comes for her and comes for her. And, like, or I guess, you know what, I won't say purposely i would say passively manipulative sure the only reason that they have brady is because she fucks him out of pity when he gets his ball removed like miranda just kind of walked into this kind of like yeah. easy trap with him which like i don't think she's unhappy with or whatever but like 
I don't know. I'm not like a Steve, team Steve, whatever. But, and I also think it's weird, like, <laughs> I, it, this is what feels out of touch to me, is like, her, Sarah Ramirez smoking pot in the elevator. I'm like, what city is that? Where people are openly smoking, like, like yeah, actual that felt, flower weed in yeah, an elevator. Yeah, that felt crazy to me. Like, that would set off a smoke alarm. That was very strange to me. Like, that's bizarre. Like, have her vape if you want to do that. Like, I'm just like, the inconsistencies to actual New York, which I think are going to pop up, will piss me off. Yeah, and like, I don't know. The, I think, Nate was saying this and I agree with it. I think that like, there's a little, too, there's just like one too many character arcs happening with Miranda right now. I'm like, okay, yeah, so it seems like there's going to be a, there's going to be a queer journey. It really seems like there's going to be an alcoholism plot line. Yeah. And this like to grad school thing. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, okay, so here's the thing. Like, which I don't all- hate midlife crisis. I don't hate that entirely, but like. Uh, they have to do it the right way no, where but they, it goes they, hard are, in, like, one direction. Those they, they those are three big bites exactly. to take. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's a lot to chew. And it's, like, the alcoholism thing is interesting to me because it's, like, are, did you feel like... I'm, like, did you guys feel like you needed to address the drinking on the show? Because, like, no. in general, I don't think you do. No, I think they're giving an excuse for these actions she's going to take where they're, like, we have to show that she's really losing it. Where I don't think you have to have a drinking problem to explore your sexuality or to, like, you know have this woke moment. Maybe she's, they're like, oh, well, she needs to like numb herself from these feelings or whatever. But I'm just like, don't do it. It's also sort of like, and not that like, I obviously know that like alcoholism in the real world pops up in, in a million different ways under a million different circumstances. But it's like, it's like, I don't know, Miranda had like a pretty broad, like Miranda had to like take care of her dementia ridden mother-in-law in in the house. And like, she didn't turn to the bottle then. It's like, what is she stressed about right now? Like the crushing Karenification of like being a white woman. Like, it's like, it's like, why is she turning? Like, and I don't know. It was, I, it disappointed me a little bit because like when she first, the first move, like when she, when she got off the, the train at Columbia and then I was like, looked at the bar. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm out of a and glass of wine." To me, that it was felt bar grill. Like I was just like, what no, but I loved it at this? first because I was like, "Yes, like bring this back to this old New York where it's like fucking out of a glass oh, of wine yes, for class." Yes, like, I kind of yes, liked it, don't and then make when it I was, a problem, right? And I was kind of like, and obviously like, I'm or not an advocate of like drinking. Make it one o'clock, you know right? What I mean? I'm not like an advocate of like drinking in the day or getting drunk all the time. But I was like, as we have prosecco at. Well, it's five. It's literally five p.m. Okay, I thought it was like two. Time feels weird today. I know we're drinking. We're drinking a bottle of wine at five p.m. It's truly that is completely fine. But it's like, no. What my point is, like, in the ethos of the show, it was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, have a martini at lunch. Like, have a glass of wine. And I think, which, like, in and like that is something that culturally has changed. And so I was like, oh, this is like harkening back to remind us that like there of a time where it's like, yeah, fuck it, have a glass of wine before you go to class because like you're a little stressed. And I like liked that. And then I was like, yes. Oh wait, this is the start of an alcoholism plotline. And that just like was so clear. And I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Like that's interesting. Like, and I think that's where they'll lose the plot. Where like I didn't need to see them like really grow up. Like I think part of becoming this age in New York, granted. I don't have personal experience in it, but like you maintain your sense of like fun and like that. And I guess they were doing that with like bringing the wine to the thing and whatever, but I think but that also felt part it. of the plot. I know, the I know. That, that was the thing where I was like, yeah, I wanted it. Wine to the thing. They're going to bring that up later when they have their intervention or whatever. And it's right. Like, I was Ugh. like, I don't want that to go in this room because I, also, I would love to see them maintain their party kind of, girl selves like in their like oldness. Because also or the thing is like, if you're trying to have this thing where she's like, rec- if like, if like Miranda's thing is like in John, that she's going to be like reckoning with her privilege. Right. I'm down making it that she's also an alcoholic like, actually kind of like muddies that. That's so it's yes. like, maybe just leave that. I hope like, and here's the thing. I up. actually have. I did not, I laughed with the show more than laughed at it for the second episode. I didn't really Same. laugh at the second episode. I actually really enjoyed the second episode. Um, I thought a lot of it was fun. I thought the shit with, oh my God, the, I thought the, the shit with um, them drinking martinis with Stanford and then being like, yes. fuck, oh, you have I to hide. That. The, I love that. That was I all that. so great. Yeah. That felt like old sex in the city. Yeah. And updated. Like, that was really great. And yeah. it was also really relatable. It was like, yeah, like there is the friend, like. And, like, the sh- like, Charlotte crying. Right oh, my okay, God. Wait. We got to touch on Charlotte. Like, the... I loved... Wait. I'm Okay. So, Charlotte as a character can obviously be, like, the annoying one. Right. I actually think I kind of love how... Like, Charlotte hasn't changed that much. Like, I yeah. loved... I loved um her... Um, I loved, like, the whole thing with, like, her crying more than Carrie at the funeral home. That 100%. was great. That's I, textbook Charlotte. And that's textbook Carrie, her. where it's, like, yes. she's, like... 
where she's like, I'm going to hold my emotions in right now. I thought it but was... But also, like, in a fucked up way, that is what's almost best for Carrie in the moment. Because, like, Carrie doesn't want to let it out right now. No. That is why I think her and Charlotte's friendship works. Because Carrie's constantly, like, a little bit taking care of Charlotte in a way. I also think Charlotte's, like, skateboarding lesbian daughter. Like, that is, like, a better route to explore, like, the queerness in that way versus, like, making it Miranda's alcoholic, like, delve it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm really, I'm like, that- worried about the queer aspect in this. And I think that, like, I don't know, the stand-up comedy thing. Like, that part is all a little bit muddy to me, and I'm hoping that that really, like, pans out. Yeah, I have faith. Like, I think that the second episode made me be like, oh, I actually think this season is going to be good. But she would be that mom is the thing where it's like, and obviously, exactly. And like that to me, like, I think you're right that she hasn't changed that much and they're doing a good job being true. And I liked, yeah, I did like that. I think that like, yeah, the Charlotte, Charlotte and Carrie, I, I do just think they're putting a little bit too much on Miranda and I'm hoping that they... Just dial it back and let it go into one of these paths. And I hope it is, like, locust on her, like, um, her journey of, like, her relationship with this professor and, like, kind of learning about... The funniest thing to me about the professor scenario is, like, the first time that public transportation has ever been seen taken on the show. Like, the first time they have filmed on, on a train subway. platform. And Miranda gets enters a train and the conversation leaves her doors closed that's probably one of the meanest things that you can do to someone like socially in new york like to have a conversation and like specifically trap them as train doors close truly rude. that is the meanest like that would i think about that for days truly i will say i did i thought that was kind of hilarious i thought it was hilarious i also loved the chucky doll thing because i think if you're not a new yorker you would be like you would be like what the fuck but that's actually like so specific and real like i don't know why but like there was a thing last year of people dressing up as chucky on the train and i was like I like this because, like, this is a choice that's at really that time. Yes, I was like... Well, and, like... I've literally been on a subway car yeah, with, with someone Chucky. in that Chucky yeah. doll costume and been like, well, can, what and there was the, the clown fuck? Face, I can show you... And there was whatever. I can show you the videos on my phone that I took. Like, right. That and was real. I hope... I don't get the feeling of this so far, but, like, when they were writing the show, one of the things that happened was most of the writers lived somewhere around here, downtown, Lower East Side, West Village... And they would send a van to pick all the writers up and drive them to Silver Cup Studios where they'd have the writer's room. And on the way, they'd just talk about their weekend, take notes, take notes, bring it to Michael Patrick King and Darren Starr, and that was literally the storylines of the show. So you talk about Susan Sharon being, you know, this cameo that comes back. Supposedly, legend has it, that character is based on Dorinda, which you see in the episode, she yells, Richard, shut up! And he's like, I'm on London time! And of course, Dorinda's husband being named Richard, and living in London, blah, blah, blah. So, like, there's all of this folklore that I think makes the original show so rich because it comes from actual stories that happen. They say every storyline happened, came from someone's dating life, came from whatever. I don't fully get that sense with this one. Yeah. But the Chucky doll one, I was like, okay, that is more of an in-touch moment was it fully organic? Like, no. But, like, you know, the guy on his phone being like, that's fucked up or whatever. Like, that did feel... I was like, okay, they're con- they're starting to capture. And yes. if they continue that, I think that will be good. I have a... F- I have... The jump from episode one in terms of me feeling like this is... I'm here. I know where, where I am with this. To episode two was so massive that I'm like, if that... Even half that jump happened between two and three, mm-hmm. we'd be in a really good spot for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah, and... And the, the the Here's to Come trailer that was played at the end had me really excited. Yes. A lot A lot of fun stuff looked like it was going to yes. happen. Yes, and I don't know. It's like, I do trust... I'm like, who's involved? Tell me who's involved. Like, is Michael Patrick King the entire series? Or did he sign on for three episodes? Like, that yeah. is TBD I don't think, as far as I know. I don't think that they would have done it without him. Like, I don't think... the, the like Sarah, He's definitely executive producing the whole thing, but I'm like, what? how much has he written? Like, sure. I mean, the thing is also, like, Cynthia, Sarah, and, um... Kristen Davis. Thank you so much, Kristen, are all EPs as well. Okay, forced break. We are back. They are all executive producers, which does make me nervous. I'm Okay, well, this is the thing. 
I think we're at a place, and, like, honestly, the Alec Baldwin situation, I think, brings us to light, where it's, like, should actors be executive producers, or should, like, what producer producers be producers? And, like, also, what, who is actually a producer producer at this point? Like, I think the producer and executive producer realm has become muddled, in a way, where it's, like, okay. Sure. That's my concern with it, but you're right, to keep the show true... I mean, listen to like this, where it's like, this has been their career for, like, at this point, literally, um, at least, this has been, like, a massive part of their career. Right. For, so, like, upwards of, one. Tw- what, what are we talking about, like, 20 oh my years? Gosh, yeah. 30 years, like, 25 years, like, it's, I have, I, I like that, like, I like that I, 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 I have faith, I mean, and obviously Sarah was such a, a huge part of the first one, in terms of, like, executive producing it and whatnot, that right. I'm like, I do think her involvement will keep it... It's. I don't think it's ever going to become something that's, like, totally unrecognizable from what it used to be. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Uh, I just hope they're not, like... I will say... We I need wish... to age gracefully. Do you no. know what I mean? Which, like, I understand. I think that's, like, a common, you know, whatever. Like, nobody wants to be a fucking mess or whatever. But I think, like, without Samantha, where is the level of fun coming from? And, like, I... I don't know. With this, like new friend whatever and like when I was on set there's like a lady who hasn't been introduced yet and she's whatever and it was just like as I was eavesdropping I was just like where's the like levity where's the you know like well we saw those like shots of like Sarah on the sidewalk like in those crazy outfits like smoking the cigarette right I have faith I think she will actually bring a lot of the comedy okay which I'm hopeful for like she can do comedy like I we've seen her be she can. funny she can and I, I mean, I think that like, I mean, I think it'll just be that the other three characters will all have to be a little less like archetypal. They'll have to be each a little more three dimensional because like it used to be like there's the four archetypes, right? And now mm-hmm. like because there's only three, and now it's also a cast of like seven, right? Like the main cast is now the three of them plus these four new characters. Right. That leaves space for everyone to be a little bit more like three-dimensional in a way because they're like interacting with they're bouncing up more people yeah and so there are going to be times where i think they really lean into their archetype and then maybe there are times where they lean into like being like more comedic or more with this or more that and so i think it will flesh out as it goes i hope i hope so too and i think that that is very reasonable and i think that like to judge based on the first two is unfair and honestly they gave us a lot to talk about. They gave us so much to talk about. And, and I think the thing, if you're, like, I I also just want to say that I think that people need to remember with, in with media in general, but especially with these things like Sex and the City, the Sex and the City reboot of it all, is, like, people come into these things with a lens with which they're going to watch it. Where it's, like, if you're assuming And a lot of, like, be, emotional, like, baggage almost. Right. And I think, like, especially, and I'll say this, like, like... Sometimes, like, people love to sometimes, and, like, sometimes, like, to use your words, the cunty gay men of it all, like, people love to kind of approach something already being, like, oh, my God, we're laughing at it. You know what I mean? And, like, kind of watching it from this lens of being, like, we're laughing at this thing. And I'm, like, okay, you're never going to like it if you watch it through that lens. So why not? I And, like, this is how I kind of try to approach everything for the sake of trying to enjoy things is, like... Watch it with the eye of being like, what if this is great? Like, what if this is actually mm. really smart and really great and, like, they're doing that. such a good job? And then and then if it's truly bad, you will, you'll know. Yes. Like, for example, like, to, like, like unfortunately, I am someone who, like, do, like, does, like, I grew up loving Harry Potter, right? <laughs> so, like, when I went to see the newer ones, like, the Fantastic Beasts ones, like, the second one, I went in wanting to like it, and I was like, "This is undeniably a very bad. bad movie." Yeah. But I went I in wanting to like to it. Watch that. It's oh. like I actually just rewatched it a couple weeks ago to be like, "Remember that movie? Like, is it still as bad as I remember?" And I was like, "Yeah, it really doesn't work." And it's like, but like, I tried. You know what I mean? Right. And like with this, I wanted to go into be, being like, I think I have. I mean, these people have made an incredible TV show before. They have the capability to do it again. Right. Um, and so I went... But I'm like, what, what are the people? Like, I want to know specifics. What no, are the totally, people? What totally. episode? And so that's why I'm like, I need to give them more of a break. But you're right. I think there's no reason to not go into it positively. 
except to just be like a cunt for fun. Right, which but, is like, fun, but I'm, I'm just saying the price you pay is you'll never like it. They're as well, exactly. And yeah. I'm never a person to, you know, hate the thing that everyone hates because everyone's hating it. Like, of course. I think it's also fun. So the night of the premiere, Patricia Field had her own event for like gloves with, I'm blanking on the designer who. That was funny to me. And yeah, I don't know. I That was, to me, I was like, okay, this is a different show. I will say I thought everyone looked amazing. I think I so too. Carrie, I thought they all looked phenomenal. I think so too. Um, everyone's talking about Charlotte's filler. To that, I say leave her alone. Also, Maybe that wasn't if, the intention. It also, well, here's, okay, another, this is another thing where I'm like, what if you just viewed this as a sacred text? Because like, her filler, like, if you watch Colbert, like, her filler's gone down. Like, it actually looks good now. I know. I'm like, that was probably just a bit over at the time. It was time. a bit over, but also, what if you just watch me like, yeah, do you know what? Charlotte would have she gotten... She would have that filler. Charlotte would... Exactly, Charlotte Jake. was the vainest of Norris exactly, of the Exactly, Charlotte Jake. would be... Her, Charlotte would have her her face skin pulled over her ears in yes. a facelift. Like, yes. that's who Char- that Charlotte would have done that. So it's like... Like, yeah, people... I don't know, it's like... Remember that these are characters mm-hmm. that exist in a way. Like, this isn't your sister. This isn't, like, you don't need to preserve this person. Like, right. let them be authentic to the character they are. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, Charlotte and would be fillered the And I think Charlotte's marriage, out. like, I guess Charlotte and, like, Harry versus, like, Miranda and Steve, like, they are still both authentic to their love. Why is Steve deaf? I was, I missed that. And I was like, I, was I need like, to go oh, back. I, and think, I was like, I think maybe the actor is now. Oh. Really? We'll look that up. If they make it, what if it's a plot line so that, like, <laughs> Cynthia Nixon can, can, can fuck, fuck her Sarah in the other room and Brady's just there with his hearing aids out? <laughs> just fucking Sarah I would Ramirez. love that. I don't know that they'll go there, but I hope they do. I was missing that. I assumed, that. the way it was done, I assumed, like, oh, I bet you it's just that the guy who plays Steve has cochlear implants now. That was my assumption. Maybe. I didn't look into it. Maybe. I would, I was like maybe I missed a point I got to rewatch. I think that the chemistry between Kristen Davis and Evan Handler is just like still as hot. Like oh, it's that so one good. smooch in the doorway. I was like, yes, they are still on. And like I want to see them fuck. I want to see I want to see everyone fuck. Like I hope that that is not just shied away from or whatever because this age yeah, I don't know. this age complex that is going on and like. I don't think they need to go in the other direction. I hope it's a happy middle ground where we are seeing sexually active people. I will say this. The the Brady sex scene. I don't want to see that. Well, for and also, let me say this right now. That's not how 17-year-olds fuck. When he says, ride it, cowboy, or whatever. When they're says, like, like, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. That's what? not, no 17-year-old has ever fucked like that. Like, yeah. You're bad at sex when it's you're awkward. not. Yeah. And like, like when, like, I guess it is like a funny note and he's like, we'll not be sex shamed or whatever. It's like, okay. Okay. Mm, I do like the. She's also, it's just funny that she's, Miranda's literally letting Brady like do full anal in the, in the house while they're all home. But what? then he smokes weed and she and moves And she's like, yes, yes, exactly. I love the glimpse into New York parenting, but I feel like the weed thing is absolutely inaccurate. Like, yeah. there's no way that you, I don't know. I guess at a funeral, sure, sure. But like. The way she got pissed in that scene, you're right. And like, <laughs> holy fuck. It's so funny. Insane. It's so Insane. Funny. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was, I loved parts of it. I mean, my favorite episode of Sex in the City, my top two episodes. Ooh, yeah, tell me. My favorite episode is the one where Miranda's mom dies. Oh my God. It's my favorite episode. Gorgeous episode. When The bra shopping. When scene. Carrie... When Carrie gets in the procession with Miranda and walks with her. That's, like, the show to me. When, like, Samantha finally cries. She yes. can't come the whole episode. Yes. She so finally that cries. That is my favorite episode. And then my second favorite episode and my second favorite moment is Miranda's wedding. We're at the wedding when... Mm-hmm. when at the reception when Miranda's like, no, fuck my wedding. What is wrong? Tell me what's going on. I love that. But also, like, that is Miranda to a T. Like, her function in the friend group is like, never mind about me. Let me make it all about you guys. You're right. And You're so right. I it's love, but so I did love like in the second episode where it was like, no, we're sleeping at your house. We're yeah, here. Of course. Like yeah. I do love seeing that like part of the friendship of like the friendship of like showing up and being there and like, you're not sleeping alone in your bed a single night until yeah. you're ready. Like yeah. 
that was all so good. And that that was where I was the like... The community that maintains. And, like, that was one thing. Like, even though I was kind of like, okay, great, Big is going to die. And I honestly, like, I'm a terrible friend or whatever. But, like, I feel like I would be mad at Charlotte. Like, as Charlotte fears. Because, like, it's not like she was like, if you can make it cool. If not, no worries. Like, she yeah, was, Yeah, I mean, like, it's objectively not her horribly fault. Horribly obnoxious. Like, but, like, also kind of her fault. Like, I just am, the way that my mind works, it's like, yes, one different decision pushed by you and my husband's alive. Like, that being said, oh I mean, my God. And I mean, the internet has been making jokes about this, but it, it's true. Like, Carrie just flat out did not call 911. Like, that is true. <laughs> like, she did not call 911. Like, not for a second. So, there's that. But. I don't know. I mean, I think that, like, the. Like I said, the community is strong, and that is a group of friends that I want to watch. That being said, what's going to happen with Stanford? We shall see. That, I think, is, like, the true loss of I mean, yeah. the situation. Like, wow. Because he th- that dynamic was one of my favorite parts of the episodes. When yeah. they, like, come back together and, like, whatever, and then he's when still he being was, a bitch. It's like, Well, the yes. best is when he, when when Charlotte's at the door and he runs back to get his martini. I was like, oh, yeah. that was so good. But he is so much comedy throughout the series. And no, like, he didn't tell them he was sick, right? They didn't find out until, like, a few episodes in. That's what I heard. <sighs> that's what I heard. And, like, I don't know. I respect that in some ways. I mean, like, it was, they said in the interview, like, they were really thankful that when they... Then he did tell them, and they all kind of got to, like, talk to him about it and know they were okay, going to lose good. him and, like, say goodbye. And, oh, like, really? Okay, good. I think that's good. obviously devastating and sad, but also beautiful. And, like, I mean, it's so... I'm very curious how they handle it on the show. It's so funny, like, um, the other actor who had just passed away, I'm blanking on the name, of course, but who also didn't tell anyone he was sick. And I was like, I think I might do that. Because I think it's so stressful <laughs> when I get sick, like when I'm talking to things like yeah. But I mean, like, to have, like, a long, drawn-out illness is so painful and, like, brutal. But, like... Totally. To kind of have this, like, last moment, like, that to me is true, like, intimacy and beauty, I feel like, at the end of life. Yeah, I think it is. Ugh. R.I.P. Willie Garson. I think that's... What are your, what are your, like... What would you love to see happen this season? Ooh. And another question I'm curious about. If HBO Max calls you and they say, hey, oh do we do this as a one-off season or do we greenlight a season two? What's your answer? Depends on the season. Okay. Depends on Kim Control's involvement. Um, I am, I'm in the... I don't think she'll ever come back. I don't think so either, but I'm like... <laughs> can there be... I don't know. In some set, like a phone call. Or something like where there's some element because I would love, I would love honestly for that feud. This is what I would have done with the Kim Cattrall situation, which like I would have loved Carrie to have fucked it up really hard, not just firing her for good reason, but like betraying her in some way. And then like Carrie going to the lengths to like really restore the friendship, feeling like I fucked Because that also would have felt a little less petty, maybe. Like, if it had been, like, if they totally left it in... Because there's actually nothing, like, quote-unquote wrong. Like, Samantha's being petty in this That's what I'm saying. And if you had made it, like, that Carrie was totally in the wrong, and it was, like, Carrie just wants to fix it... Yes. Then whatever. And then, like, those flowers would have been, like, a lot more... The flowers? Like, even though that was powerful, it would have been even more powerful. But, like, if Carrie was, like... I messed up and like please forgive me like versus like it being about business which like I never really remembered I guess it was the situation where Samantha's always on the phone like getting you know blah 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 but I was like they've had struggles in their business relationship before with like the book cover and blah 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 and like they've always resolved it like pretty easily so like I don't really buy it that that would have ended a friendship entirely so I really would have flushed that out more and made it more personal and emotional like maybe or even like if we're gonna go that far maybe Samantha like completely fucked up her way or something like but I really would have liked it if Carrie well they also but they could do it like I think there could be a world now this is pure fantasy because I don't think it's ever happened but I do think there could be a world where it's like when Samantha does come back and, and Carrie's like, I can't believe you just abandoned me after that one thing. And she could be like, it wasn't just that. You did this, right, this, this. Right, right, and you know right, what I mean? Right, it could right. be like, maybe Carrie wasn't. Maybe but it's I like almost were... like, I just don't want it to be on Samantha. I want it to be on Carrie. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, Samantha could say like, oh, Carrie, okay. you did this, this, and this. You were oh, totally yeah, yeah, involved yeah. with Big. Okay. You weren't paying attention. Like, 
or whatever it was, Stanford, you know what I mean? Yes. You were like hanging out with Stanford all the time. Like it could be, or even something bigger, like you didn't notice you did this mm. or like, or like I really needed the money. It wasn't just about, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I There's agree. a way to do it that could kind of rectify that. And yeah. Yeah. I, I would hope have they loved do. To see I don't that. I hope so too. I want to see more like, like I said, bring me into your world. I want to see more of like their view of New York right now. If we're talking COVID, great. Fine. If we must, fine. But, like, bring it into, like, all of it right now. Like, show us what these people are doing on the weekends constantly. Like, I want to see them out. I want to see them, like, actually party and have sex. And, and also they need fun. to bring it, You know what they also need to bring back a little bit is the grit. Because it's, like... That's what I because mean. Because it's, like, it yes. used to be, like, them living their bougie New York lifestyles and then also, like a girl might vomit on your shoes. Yeah. Or, like, you know, someone might, like, be taking a shit on the street <laughs> or whatever it yeah. is. And, like, right now it's, like, you know, like, okay, I want to see New York. Yeah. I want to see New York. Yeah. We, it needs a little bit more of that because, like, they are living in, like, they are living now, like, the lives of, like, millionaires in New York. Like, right. they, they all have, like, New York mansions. Like, they're incredibly wealthy, which is, like, true to the show. Like, they all were very successful. Fine. Show me wealthy, obnoxious but, shit, but when too. You're, when you're wealthy in New York, you still are living amongst the riffraff exactly. and the shit. Exactly. So, like, show me a little bit more of that, too, yeah. I do want to see. 100%. 100%. I hope there's some sort of dishy Natasha shit. I, I don't know. I'm, like... I just don't want them to try too hard to please everyone or try to make it, like, appealing because the they're The original older. show was controversial. Let it still be controversial. Let it be controversial. I agree. 100%. Well, Jake. We have faith for the rest of the season. We have I'm faith. That, yeah, I feel like you have also restored a bit of my positivity. Not that I wasn't positive, but you're right. I will go in excited and give There's just no reason not to. You know what I mean? Like, not you're not going to enjoy, like, enjoy it as much as you can. If it's, like, undeniably awful, which I truly don't think it will be. I don't think so either. And there's no way I'm not watching, so I might as well have a good fucking time. That's and I what I'm did. Saying. And I did have a good time. I, that is the thing. I did. The first episode was like, my head was spinning. I was like, <laughs> I feel crazy. And then I, I landed in the second episode, and I do need to rewatch those, honestly, for perspective. But well, I, if there's one thing this show does well, is provide a moment. And they also, like, they will build it and they will use every device possible they will give you fashion they will give you whatever carrie on the bed in paris if she's wearing pants laying down waiting for versace is one thing if she's wearing a thirty-seven thousand dollar versace ball gown spread out on the bed it's a little more devastating you know what i mean they know what they're doing you know they filmed in paris they will oh yeah yeah well that's what i'm like big and her in paris are they gonna do flashbacks is my question we were talking about this last night at the party was like is it flashbacks or am i'm like or is it bigs ghost if they do a bigs ghost i I really hope they do bigs ghost i really hope they do bigs ghost i really would love that because you know she's she's gonna have a love interest this season. well what i would love to see i want every show to be six feet under at its core where i'm like if a show ends and i don't see how every character dies (laughs) i feel a little bit unfinished and, like, I would love that, like, almost, uh, you know, Nathaniel coming in and you know, giving her advice or something like that. Like, yeah. I think that would be, like, fun. I know a bit, like, cheesy and whatever, but I would love that a little bit of, like, big, you know, console. I mean, console. I think, and I, I see a world where that happens. I like, think When so they're too. standing on the bridge. I think yeah. so, too. Or just, like, yeah, he visits her. She goes to Paris to remember when they get back together or whatever. When he slaps her in the face. What did you think about the slap? When Nikolai saw... Is that his name, Nikolai? Or Nikola? It doesn't... Yeah. No, the... No, the Russian no, guy the slaps Russian her and then die. Big tries to run through the hotel to beat him up and then they both trip and they fall. Bomb, blah, 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 right, right, right. Um, that was, was like... It, like, the whole thing in that scenario where I was just like, okay, they had two paths where, like, Carrie goes back to New York into her own apartment, single and feeling fulfilled. So I think what Or was... she gets rescued by a guy. Okay, here's what I will say. Okay, yeah. The show is She Gets Rescued by a Guy. The show is She Gets Rescued by and a Guy. that's the show. The show is She Gets I'm, Rescued by a Guy. Again, this is me watching it with, like, rose-colored glasses. Like, I tend to... Like, I want to love the show, and I want to give it, like, the grace. I do think part of what... Is, what is the Russian guy's name that she... Is it Nick Alexander Petrovsky. Petrovsky, thank you. I was like, it's not Nikolai. <laughs> Petrovsky... What was genius about Petrovsky was she gets what she wants. The hot, mysterious guy who, like, loves her, right? And then what she learned, she, and who gives her kind of all the things that Big doesn't, which is, like, 
move into my house, be a part of my life. Right, right. And, but what that does... To what, to a certain level. Though, and then, like, but she know. becomes an accessory. Which I think then in contrast shows, hey, Big is not... Like, you're not necessarily getting the fantasy you want from Big, but Big is allowing you all the space in the world to still be Carrie Bradshaw. And yes. you'll never not be Carrie Bradshaw when you're when with, you're with Big. Big. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was kind of a genius way of showing that. Like, you don't have to give up any part of being Carrie Bradshaw to be with Big to the point that you can literally stay in your own apartment. Right. And, like, what about, what is, and is someone who is, you are Carrie. You Because she literally loses her nameplate. She loses her name. You know what I mean? It's like, what is it to be, like, what are you giving up because, what are you giving up about yourself because you want to fall into this convention of, like, marriage and moving in with a man and being part of his life? And what is actually, like, what you're happy in, which is this relationship with Big. So I think it was kind of a genius move. I think the slap was maybe a clunky way to end it. <laughs> it yes. That felt a little out of left field. But I do think that relationship really highlighted maybe why Big was the right guy for her. Over a f- random French insane person. Right, but the show Russian didn't set up person. for any of them to... The show was not ever going to set up Carrie to end up in like a totally a healthy, d- functional 100%, 100%. relationship. 100%. So I think of what we had available and like who she is and how she views relationships... Big is what made sense. I agree. I agree. It was never not going to end with big. And that's kind of what I was feeling in the, in Just Like That Big Died, was I was like, wow, we saw that from start to finish. And in its sense, that is six feet under and that like, you gave us the full narrative and we like, this is how that ends. This was how he is going to die in her arms leaving her again it also not voluntarily but like ultimately like she has left she saw that through to the end and and this may be bad news for you honestly Uh but it's like and that plus the name change of and just like that is like maybe part of this is that this new show is not about sex in the city it's not about relationships it's about like what happens when life surprises you? You know what I mean? It's like... And fine. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. And I think the tone has already changed. Totally. Maybe we're not going to see them fuck. Maybe we're not going to see any of that. And like, fine. And like, I'm on board for whatever they, they have in store. But I hope that it is still somewhat true to the vibe. And maybe that's also me holding on to like, everyone needs to stay fun. And like, how are you? Well, no, and that's you and me. We're like, we want them to still go out and party and stuff. Exactly. We're like, they're probably not going to, and that's fine. And like, they will in their way and they'll, they'll do what their vision of those characters at that age would be doing. And as long as I get an honest eye into that world, I'm into it. Yep. I agree. I'm well, excited. thank you, Jay. Thank you for having me. This, this was, was a perfect so good. And just like that. And just like that. Just like that. Episodes Jay one and two. Jay Carnell.